Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at SpoilerCountry at gmail.com. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenner Green. Johnny is off still. And today on the show, well, it's Ido Goldberg, isn't it? If you don't know who Ido is, you're about to find out because he is part of the awesome ensemble cast of Snowpiercer, um, which is on TV, one of the most amazing shows right now because we really are living in a golden age. Ido stopped by, spoke with our very own Melissa Sercha, and they had a wonderful conversation. So why don't you sit back, relax, and let's go ahead and listen to Ido in his own words. This is Spoiler Country, and I'm Melissa Sercha. Today on the show, I'm excited to chat with one of the stars of the hit show Snowpiercer, actor Ido Goldberg. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. How are you doing today? I'm good, and nice to meet you. Um, I'm good, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Um, in Vancouver, we're just about to start shooting season three. My first day is should be sometime next week, so I'm excited to a be out of quarantine. And- <laughs> and to be to be be on set soon yeah i bet i'm excited that there that there is a season three that's good news (laughs) yeah it is good news yeah well let's let's dive right in to snowpiercer i am a a super fan but for those who aren't familiar with this show tell our listeners just a little bit about you know what it's about and and who you play okay snowpiercer is set in this kind of post-apocalyptic world where our scientists try to fix the global warming uh, problem and this whole effort backfired on them and the world froze over. There was a few people that could see that this was coming and uh, one of them, Wilford, was adamant this was going to happen. And in that time, he built a super train and a track around the planet. And this is a story of the last remnants of humanity and the fate of, I guess, revolving around the planet until the, until the, the ice thaws. Yeah. Now it's an incredible show. You know, the sets are fantastic. The cast is incredible. There's, there's so many different nuances and different like sub storylines going on. Mm -hmm you know, with the main plot. And what's interesting is with your character, I feel like we get to see just a little bit about him, you know, every episode, just find out a little bit, you know, more about him. He's, you know, an engineer, he's in a relationship with Melanie, he's on Wilford's shit list for some reason, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So what do you think Ben's motivation is and, and how did he like kind of end up in this mess? I think to begin with, you know, Bennett's motivation. So yeah, so I, I I guess I play one of the head engineers of the train and I'm often driving the train 
And, you know, for people who, well, I'm not sure how much I can say, but I guess, because I don't know what what stage people are coming into the show, but, you know, I am, uh, I guess, I guess many years ago we 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 joined the, the the inhabitants of this of this train seven years after this disaster happened and the train had to leave so it's kind of been going around the planet for seven years now and i guess ben is you know his main motivation was to secure a place for humanity to survive yeah. uh, not that it was his brainchild and that's what he came up with but his his priorities were that was his priorities and it was to kind of take control from someone else which we'll find out later in the show and and because he 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 thought this person was you know complete psychopath and you know wouldn't be the best option to lead humanity into existence and and his i guess his his you know partner in crime in that endeavor is melanie cavill's character and mm-hmm. and uh, i think that you know she is you know she's probably more at the forefront of this idea and he is someone that is kind of constantly supporting her and i think throughout that to kind of what romance they have or what you know like that i kind of I also believe that some part of it is just because they are in this situation and, you know, they are maybe at the right place at the right time for each other. So I think to, yeah. So I think to answer the right question, to answer your question is, 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 you know, to keep the wheels of the train turning, you know, to keep the, to, to keep the train moving forward is I think my priority and, and, that kind of should be everybody's priority because you know when the train stops it stops so regardless of the suffering and regardless of the like moral issues his his kind of standpoint is like technically uh, mechanically the train needs to keep moving yeah. Well, and that's an interesting point you brought up. Would, you know, these two characters even be romantically involved if not for this situation, right? Cuz um, it could just be that or, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I don't know. I I I I would hazard a guess that it's probably not, but I mean, you could say that about so many relationships, you know, like <laughs> would these people be romantically involved if they weren't in kind of like in the in that kind of you know the vicinity of each other in that sense and i feel like in in the process of building this thing and realizing mr wilford's vision they were probably privy to a lot of information they probably dealt with a lot of challenges together mm-hmm. ups and downs and i think they were probably there for each other and then possibly when the train took off and and you know Melanie as, you know, I guess like, you know, like the front of house of the train having to keep this kind of A, persona, B, mood, and, you know, the appearances as if things were were okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe Bennett became someone that she could be real with in the first season and I think that I think that in the second season she finds that in a lot of other characters. 
Um, but when we meet them, that's possibly a big reason of why they they you know they kind of share that closeness. Yeah, and I think we got the sense you know right away from your character that that he is maybe one of the only people she can trust. You know, mm. everyone else seems to have an ulterior motive, whereas your mm-hmm. character is sort of like, this is who I am. These are my cards on the table, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, I think it's because other people, other characters' ulterior motives are either survival or power. And they're both very human desires, you know, mm-hmm. one, one being very instinctual and one being a result of, you know, maybe kind of dealing with the issues and stuff, but and needing that status. But but maybe that's something that they don't kind of need from each other. And it's just it's just about, you know, it's just about maybe even keeping the mission going. Yeah, absolutely. And many of your scenes are are pretty isolated. You know, you're mostly in the engine room. And then, you know, without giving away too much, there are scenes where eventually you interact with the other passengers you know what was that like were you like i'm free i get to come out and actually interact with the other actors yeah i mean i mostly it like it sucked not being involved in all the fighting yeah <laughs> uh, so there was a, there was a big there was a big chunk of time when we would walk around the studios and especially in the first season i would be, always be walking around the studios because the studios are so big and there was so many cars built. There's only a few cars that kind of actually look different from the outside. The engine, the way the engine is built. I mean, it's it's very, you know, it's very obvious that it's an engine because of the window and the shape of the window. But a lot of the cars are boxes, you know, from the outside. Yeah. So I <laughs> for a big part of the first season, I was just aimlessly walking around the studio <laughs> lost, not knowing how to get back or, you know, not knowing how to get out of the structure. But and then you would see there was a big chunk of time where I'd walk past Mickey or David and they were or like everyone was covered in blood and I'm like wow that looks like a lot of fun so yeah there was that but I also kind of feel that there was something nice to having almost like my office I feel like that's something that a lot of a lot of the cast didn't have necessarily you know like obviously like Alison Wright there was she was very much in like first class and and you know being around that kind of that that restaurant area was must have been amazing i love that i love that set it's so yeah, cool beautiful yeah and always filled with such amazing characters and but i loved i loved having my office in a sense and having <laughs> knowing where props were and things were there for kind of us to play with and stuff and it's just you know it, it, it's such a cool set it all kind of modeled on like the Eurostar train it's huge it weighs like six tons and took wow. ages Bill and it's great it's really it's it's a lot of fun doing that stuff it's kind of makes your makes your job pretty easy yeah no it's incredible to to watch I mean there's those steampunk elements you know that are in there yeah. and you know it's futuristic but kind of old world at the same time and when I, I was talking to another cast member of yours Aaron Glenane and he was talking about all the little details that oh, you can't even see yeah he's so great you can't even see on camera really but like little notes in the marketplace and things like that and Mm -hmm. i'm sure for for you as an actor that probably really helps you get into character Uh, yeah it's 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 fantastic it's great Uh, and it helps you get into character and it's really you know when we first started working on the show it was such a push to get going and you know they were constantly building sets as we were working and as we we as we started filming and just you know art department 
it was just they killed it really mm. kind of like they were just always always building shit and it was <laughs> kind of, you know yeah i mean really lucky that we had that we, we had this incredible crew and still have this incredible crew, crew on the show it was, it's a, it was a real effort to get this train built. You know, it's a big train. It, it needs to look like a big train and, and you need to have all of these cars in place. But then it comes down to these little details. So it's like everything's been thought of. It's a real, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Now, what's that like filming those scenes when, you know, you're, you're driving the train, you're navigating and, you know, things are happening. There's like, uh-huh. an, you know, something's going wrong. And I know as an actor, you're looking at, a green screen or a blue screen or whichever, but how do you kind of react to that? How do you prepare yourself to pretend, you know, that you're looking out at this crazy mm-hmm. landscape? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's actually, it's not as, as straightforward as you would think. And because I, I, you know, I'm like the train driver in a sense, and I, I deal with a lot of scientific stuff. So a lot of my a lot of my dialogue is you know is information and and it's kind of uh, I'm relaying to you know the characters around me and to the audience like what's happening what's wrong with the train where the train's going how much time we have left to accomplish stuff so there is a lot that some of the scenes the intensity of the scenes relies on that information so even though you want to go crazy and do all the stuff you actually have to be quite still and quite calm and i think ultimately you feel the pressure to kind of do all the stuff to kind of build what's written but really you know effects that they have you you know they're on that they're doing that stuff for you you don't need to do that you you actually need to kind of keep it together and keep quite controlled and and do a lot less than you think so yeah it was that was trial and error for sure yeah and your character does seem to be pretty calm for most of you know most of the time i mean there's a lot of different characters that are going from one extreme to the other but your character seems to sort of stay in his zone uh do you think that's because of his engineering background and he's like this analytical technical person and not as much emotional yeah because i think that is it's it's exactly that you you've you you got it there it's you know i can tell someone what's going on 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 the track or where the train's heading or what angle we're leaning to but you know he is instead of flipping out he's doing calculations how to counterbalance that and so it's it's something that he might be feeling a lot of anxiety and tension but i think here's the way he deals with that is doing the calculations to get us out of that mess so that's probably why he's 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 as calm as he is he's definitely a lot calmer than i am in life i would have i would have yeah i would have lost my my shit if i was here but he he's you know that's that's maybe why he's that's maybe why he's one of the train drivers you know it's maybe why he's one of the head engineers right um, able to apply himself in that way yeah and why you know melanie probably relies on him and trusts him so much because yeah. she knows he's not going to flip out on her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I watched, you know, this week's episode was quite the episode. And I know we can't, you know, for for people listening, if if they don't want to 
tune, you know, if they want to watch the show and they haven't seen it, we won't go too deep into it. And but you know, it was really intense. And there were some really intense scenes between you and Leighton and and you and Mr. Wilford. Were you expecting, you know, because do you guys get the scripts ahead of time or is it a week by week? Yeah, you know, they usually we usually get the scripts. So we film, so we get directors come on and they do two episodes at once and sometimes a director comes on and does one episode but it's usually two so you know you could be shooting let's say we talk about episodes seven and eight so Mm -hmm. that would have been a block and maybe was it yeah six well it doesn't matter let's say so two episodes seven and eight um, a director would come along and you could be filming an episode from uh, a scene from episode seven, and then you could be running to get changed and then filming an episode from um, episode eight. Oh, wow. So you have they, you know, they give you both of those scripts ahead of time. Sometimes it comes down to the wire and it's a day or two before, you know, before we, we are, get to go because, you know, I think there is a strength to kind of writing as to kind of what's going on. I, I feel like this, that's a really good, good way to kind of write, you know, and sometimes we get the scripts like way in advance. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't think it, 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 it's not, it's not, should I say it, it's sometimes it's nice to get stuff in the last minute. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. nice to have like ages with the material. So I think that's just part of, you know, part of working as an actor you know but mostly our scripts are given to us with enough time and and you get to kind of to prep your stuff so to answer your question god i went off such a tangent no Um, that's great (laughs) to answer your question yeah it was frustrating (laughs) episode and you know to know that that's what was going to happen and but it was cool to you know it was cool to spend time with Leighton and to explain to him a little bit of how things work back of house mm-hmm. uh, and and then unfortunately you know we had that whole situation with the god module yeah <laughs> yeah that was a, a crazy scene and you know you you're all running around and everyone's yelling it was very cha- i think it was like one of the most chaotic scenes that i've seen your character kind of thrust into the yeah. middle of was that i bet that was really fun to shoot though yeah it is you know because once you you know obviously it, it takes it takes a while to kind of figure it out because you know you can read a scene and and kind of make sense of it at home but then when you get to the physical geographical space you're like oh wait a second this is not going to work or and then you kind of everyone has to find it and then by a certain point it becomes a dance where everyone feels really free and you're just kind of all going for it and it's and that's always a lot of fun and it's it's fun when everyone's kind of like in sync and doing their thing together yeah it's it's always fun to be you know to be with you know with the big crew and kind of to to do those scenes as much as it is to do a scene with you know like a couple of people where it's a bit more intimate and you know kind of discovering a bit more about each other but you know this world is so big and it, i think it's really rewarding for the audience when a lot of the characters are in shot at the same time i think there's something really exciting about that yeah it is it's fun to see like the different characters interact yeah. with each other because we see them separate for so many episodes and then when you see two characters or three come together that have not been in maybe a scene together before or for a while it's kind yeah. of exciting you're like okay what's going to happen you know how are they going to play off each other yeah and I, I think that's there's something nice about that you know there's something nice about letting that breathe and and kind of 
jumping into these stories every now and then and, and not having just one particular character like be on screen all the time. I think that's uh, it's a testament to like good writing and it's a testament to, you know, and like just kind of like honoring the reality of the fact that there's just loads of characters. Like let's let's see mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah. And so you've got the season finale coming up here on March 28th. Two two hour season finale. Is there anything you can kind of hint at? I mean, without obviously not giving any details away, but just what can we expect? <laughs> I would normally say yes, but I don't I feel like there is huge lows and huge highs. And it's like it's you know, it's exciting and it really builds up you know to like this kind of crescendo and it's really it's really actiony i think it's really it's really exciting and i think people are going to get a real kick out of it and it's and it's sci-fi and it's colorful and it's and we get to kind of spend some time with everyone you know so it's it's um, it's cool i think people are going to really dig it awesome yeah i'm definitely obviously rooting for you know snowpiercer to get out of this one it'll be interesting to see what happens (laughs) Thanks. I was speaking to someone before and they were saying that oh, there's like a huge, huge, like Wilford following as well. Like people who want to see like the crazier side of, of things take over. Um, wow. I found, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting. I, I don't think I've talked to anyone that has that. That's, but I mean, I guess, you know, there's gotta be fans on both sides, right? Right. Right. <laughs> That's great. And I'm sure what is there's that theory too going around about the Willy Wonka theory. Have you seen that? No, tell me. So if you Google it, it so there's this fan theory that Snowpiercer is actually sort of like a continuation of Willy Wonka, that Wilford is like Willy Wonka gone mad. <laughs> okay, I will check that out. Yeah, it's there's like a deep dive. <laughs> You'll go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll do that. I'll do that. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks so much for coming on today. This has been oh, really fun. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, you know, you're great on the show. And I look forward to seeing the finale and season three, of course, as well. And for everyone listening, you can watch uh, Snowpiercer Monday nights on TNT. But you can also stream season one on HBO Max. And I'm sure season two will be on there shortly since uh, the finale is coming up soon. So, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you again for having me. Great fun talking to you. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. (laughs) Bye. Bye. And we're back. That's right. We are back. Back in the saddle again. Well, (laughs) I hope you guys really, really enjoyed that as much as we did making it for you. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you got to go check out SpoilerVerse.com because at SpoilerVerse.com, we have a plethora. Plethora is such a, it's such a snobbish word. I like it though. <laughs> it's, it's a good word. <laughs> we have an obscene amount of oh, interviews obscene. with amazing directors and artists of all walks of life and editors and writers and Oh my God! Are you a lover of comic books like we are? And then there's so many. so many amazing people from the comic book world over at spoilerverse.com, and I highly implore you to go there and check it out. 
Yeah, and while you're there, you can check out all the other podcasts on our network, like Bridge of the Geekdoms and Funny Book Forensics and Haphazard Adventures and Nerds in the Crypt and so many more. Misery Point Radio. episodes all the time. Misery Point Radio has got a ton of great stuff out there. Go check all of them out. And check out all of the reviews and previews and articles we have going up every single day for you. Every day on Swillivers.com for you to check out, to read, and to love, and to like, and to comment. We have a store link. You want to help support the site? You can do it two ways. One, go to our Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash country, or go to our store link in the middle of the site there and get a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, something. Look fly as hell and help support the site when you do that because we get a dollar or two. And, you know, maybe you want to talk to us. If you do, you can do it you know, obviously on all the socials. But if you go to scpod.us slash discord, you can join our public discord server and come chat with us all day long. I couldn't say it better myself, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just mouthed out a ton of information at once. And really, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing because we're, we're working our butts off to bring it to you. We are. We are. I guess there's only one left thing. One left thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. There's only one left thing left to do. What's that? In an oceans of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to do. Open the mind. And even more.